Hi, this is Joseph Arthur. Thanks for checking out Come to Where I'm From. Please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash come to where I'm from. We are an independent podcast, and any contributions you can make are greatly appreciated. All right. I'm nervous. Are you? Well, a little bit. You should be. It's yeah. gonna be. It's gonna hurt a little. <laughs> well, I'm here with Sticks It In You, man. <laughs> yeah. From Steel Panther. Yeah, it's nice to be here with you. Thanks for thanks for coming. Uh, you know what? I'm happy to come. Yeah. <laughs> I gathered that. Well, you know. I've been listening to your new album. Oh, are you enjoying it? I am enjoying it. What was that? Yeah, what was that first song? Let's see. All I want to do? All I want to do is, yeah. Yeah. All I want to do is fuck myself tonight. Yeah, well, sometimes Mm -hmm. it is what you want to do. Yeah. I'll I'll tell you, more often than not, for the the average person, you're like, "Ah, do I want to invest the time in trying to get someone to do this with? Right. No. Especially in these modern times. It's yeah. getting more and more problematic, let's say. It is. It's it's it costs you money, it costs you time, it costs you energy. Yeah. When you can just go it fucking co- handle it yourself. It costs your soul. Sometimes. I'm glad to hear a heavy metal band celebrate it. You gotta own it. Yeah. Like there's nothing off limits for us. No. And you know, I feel like if there's going to be a band who's going to just speak about it, like I, we don't sugarcoat stuff. No, that's what I like about you. Thank you. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't know if your listeners are familiar with our band. Oh, yeah. They, we got some fan questions. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. We've come prepared. I mean, who is not familiar with you guys? Let's be I mean, honest. Come on. You well, guys are huge. Well, you know what? We're, we're getting bigger every day. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, the ultimate goal for for us is to be the biggest band in the world. Mm-hmm. Whether or not that happens, I don't know. But I don't know anybody in a band who goes, dude, I want to be like mid-level. Mid-level, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes like in my field, the singer-songwriter, uh-huh. the singer-songwriter folk guy. Sensitive often, singer. The sensitive singer-songwriter. The emotion. The emotion. Yeah. <laughs> often the emotion needs to pretend. You don't want it. That we don't want it. Right. What's ironic is somebody could think of you guys as having less integrity somehow, but yet, in actual fact, you're just more honest. We're fucking, we're straight up. You're we're like, <laughs> I want it all. You want it all. Yeah. And I want it now. And I want it now. Oh my God. Yeah. They should write a song. Tell oh, me like you're it looking is. good, but not good enough to take my mind off the really hot stuff. I like this line. If you want a hot love injection, you have to look as good as my reflection. Well, that, <laughs> it's you know honestly, this was all, this was written as a an ode to our bass player Lexi Fox, uh-huh. who is a beautiful, Be- beautiful man. That's one of the audience questions: was who's the best looking member of Steel Panther? Well, I would say me. Yeah, but and if you ask different guys in the band, you're going to get four different answers. Yeah. But really, I mean, as far as uh, beautiful, like a lady beautiful. Yeah. Lexi Fox all day long. Lexi Fox all day long. Yeah, I don't have very many uh, female features. No. And Lexi has several. Uh, he, he, he is he, a good looking dude. He's good looking. And he looks good as a lady. Yeah, there's al- always one glam rocker that doesn't look like a lady. But yet it's would- still kind of lady-ish. Yeah. That's you, I think. Yeah. Sticks it in you. I Yeah, sticks it in you. That's me. <laughs> I feel like I bring the heat, and I feel like I bring the fire of yeah. masculinity 
to my area of the band. There's a follow-up question, though, from our audience. Yes, please. Is, uh, who's the best-looking member, But and then who has the biggest member? That was the follow-up. Again, four different, four different came, answers. That came from Oklahoma. I don't yeah. know. Of course it did. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> you know uh, we've all got pretty big dicks. If it's a four-way tie, who breaks the tie when you guys are like, you know? I think it depends on how much Viagra we've eaten. Oh, really? Yeah. You do that, not the natural stuff. I do. Well, I'll, I do natural and, and unnatural. I'm not biased. Yeah. Yeah. What's I, the natural stuff? Oh, I don't know, like kundalini yoga, kind of breathing exercises, any, anything like that. Are you going into that direction? A lot of times, no. you know, through a life of decadence, you wind up in, in a sort of, um, what, what, like almost a healer, kind of shaman type. I'm of, not, I guess I'm not done. You're, you're not there yet. <laughs> I'm not done. I, I may end up as a witch doctor. Yeah, because there is like... I've just like been looking at some of the, you know, boards on you guys and stuff and people are talking about how maybe you've taken this thing to the ultimate and it's time to get replace your lead singer with a bearded acoustic folky and make a concept album called Taming the Tiger. That's somebody who said that. Joe, I, I don't I don't know who said that, but I, I think I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it because then <laughs> then you could like transition into like sort of like songs about women's issues and I don't know. That would go would right be, in line with all our other albums. It would just be like a weird A B like bookends. Yeah. I don't know. You'd poach another section of the audience that you're yeah. not yeah. reaching right now. I know. We're definitely not reaching the sensitive, the sensitive singer-songwriter the s- audience. We're not. I know. And like, your, you know, the home sweet home. Where's your home sweet home? Well, our home sweet home is Weenie Ride. Weenie Ride? I don't know if you've ever heard it. No. How does that one go? <laughs> Excuse me a second. I would love to play you just the first 30 seconds. I would, sure, we sure. would love to hear that. Your your face is going to melt off your head. It, it's already, home sweet it's home, already one melted. Of the best. Home Sweet Home, this Tommy, is... Shout out Tommy Lee, yeah. who's probably a fan. I would He's not a fan. He's not. I, we can talk about that. Oh, we need to. If go. you like. We oh, need to, Dude, yes. are you kidding? Bro. Can't wait we, to I have stories. It. Well, duh. Oh, because you toured. <laughs> you toured with Crew. We did tour with Crew. Well, I'm, I'm going to give you our Home Sweet Home. I can't wait. I'm... Wow. Oh, yeah. Well, listen to this. Yeah. You feel me? I do wow. feel that. I do. That. I think we could heavy. take that to the singer songwriter. I got goosebumps yeah. on that. Did you? I could relate. Those are herpes. <laughs> Being the Disneyland <laughs> three times. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So we, we we do it all. <laughs> yeah. And that's me on piano. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. So it kind of goes in line with Home Sweet Home because that was Tommy on. Yeah. Piano. I don't know what it is about drummers and pianos, but uh, I play both. Yeah. And Tommy Lee plays both. Well, it's a percussion instrument. It is a percussion people instrument. People do know that. I know, but I think when people see a drummer do anything that has actual notes, like, you know, drum, drums have notes, but you don't discern those. Mm-hmm. But with a piano, people go, wait, 
He's a musician. Yeah, well, that's that joke. What do you call a guy who hangs out with musicians? Drummer. Yeah. I got one. <laughs> What's the last thing a drummer said to his band before he got fired? What? Hey, guys, check out this song I wrote. Oh, yeah. That, I remember that. <laughs> that's a good one. So... Did you write Weenie Rye? Uh, Satchel wrote the main riff, uh -huh. and then he and I sat down. And, and because I play piano, you know, pretty fairly proficiently, I yeah. I added some notes, and mm -hmm. it was uh. But you know, mainly Satchel is our main songwriter. Right on. But it's uh, you know, once he brings the idea to me, uh, nine times out of ten, I'm like that's fucking rad let's do it uh -huh. um but the one out of 10 where i'm like i'm not feeling that yeah. he, he'll he'll just scrap it okay like he, he he trusts he trusts me to be a filter what was the story with tommy lee i'm curious like and i'm curious as to why he's not a fan it sounds like jealousy to me you know here's the here's the crazy thing about motley Crue and mm -hmm. steel panther we have quite the history uh, we toured with them in 2012 or 14. I can't remember. Uh, can I get my uh, fact checker on that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to check it now. This I'm is not... what we got Ehud for. Ehud. He's yeah. the best. I got a fact checker over there. His name's Kevin. What's Kevin. up, Kevin? It was, it was Motley Crue, Def Leppard, and Steel Panther. Right. Wow. And so when we got the tour... Uh, it was put together by Live Nation in UK, Andy Coffey. 2011. 2011. Okay. He just checked the shit out of that, Kevin. Same, I don't know. Same, yeah, he's my guy. Same year he's my guy. You I, opened for GNR at the forum. Which all I'm is saying is, if we ever do Taming the huge. Tiger, he can come along. That's, yeah, right. he's, well, we're he's gonna. A, he's a bonus. He just beat my fact checker. Uh, so I'm just uh, saying. It's yeah. just like, <laughs> no, he's good. Yeah, he's good. He's good. Um, one for Ahud. Yeah. None for Kev. <laughs> Kev's Come, still in this though. I can't. All right. We can't throw Kev all. We're gonna go to five. Place. We're gonna see who's we'll see five happens. fact checks. I still the, believe in you, Kev. Uh, Kev doesn't have a mic though. It's kind of no, unfair. He doesn't. Anyway, but he thinks really hard. Yeah. He's yeah. like, um, he so can psychically communicate. Too oh yeah. Us. So <laughs> uh, we tour. We we get on the tour, and you know we we see this tweet from Tommy Lee. Uh oh. I think he's playing piano in the background. <laughs> the ghost of Tommy Lee is <laughs> checking the Who's piano. It? It's all good. That, that's horrible playing. We're here at the we're at the gig. Yeah, we are at the gig. We're at the gig. Um, anyway, uh, he tweets so much for no cheese on this tour. Oh. And we were like, okay, Yikes. okay, T Lee, that ain't cool. No. And we were like, you know, do we do we rip back into him a little bit? Well, how do you know it was about you? Oh, oh, because he had tweeted another thing like about Steel Panther and like. It's a good question. No, but, no, no. But it is you obvious. Have that song in it with cheese. That we do. What's that, that song? The the. Come on. Hold we, on. I'll we, give you fact checker. Fact, fact checker. checker. This is uh, this is fact number two. And, and I need a lyrical uh, example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. It's in there. Yeah. Hold on. Because it's a great lyric it, and it's it, it stuck out to me. That's it's why. Kind I'm, of like it reminded me of Ernest Hemingway that one. How do I search? Thank you. This yeah. That's the second time I've ever heard that about it, us. Right? It yeah. seems like he's an influence. Yeah, big time. Especially the shotgun period. Oh. Yeah. I don't, no, that was terrible. Oh, Fat Girl. Fat. That's no, the song. No, I wasn't talking about that. No, hold on, hold on. Oh. You know, people think when I'll, we I'll did it. Fat Girl, that, you know, some people are like, how can you sing a song like, you know, like this? It celebrates big girls. And, yeah. and, you know, it's interesting because when we do those, when we play that song live, There'll be big girls in the front row. It's one of my favorite songs ever is Unskinny Bop. Dude. 
that unskinny uh, bop. That's you a, can't be mad at that. You, I'm not mad at that at all. No, I, I sing along to that top volume. Everyone does. Yeah. Oh, so anyway, I'm distracting myself. Yes. So Tommy tweeted some unsavory things about us, and we we may have tweeted something back um, that was like, "All right, well, you know." I don't think we came out hard, but they were obviously unhappy with Steel Panther being on what the tour. Did, what did you come back with? You don't remember? I don't really remember because I, you know, when you're touring with Def Leppard and Motley Crue, who are both really big bands, yeah. and you're not that band, right. and you're opening the tour, you don't you don't really want to fucking you know you just you want to go you want to go let your fucking music do the talking, right? You want to go out rock. I mean, that's yeah. that's what we talked about in the beginning. I want to be the best band in the world. I want to go out rock everyone. Use it as fuel. Totally. Right. Which I feel is what we did. We went out and tore it up. It was killer. Yeah. Who invited you out? Uh, it was it was Def Leppard, like gave the thumbs up. Yeah. And Andy Copping, the uh, Live Nation, the, the head of Live Nation in the UK, uh, was a huge, he and still is a huge supporter of us. So Andy was like, Def Leppard didn't want us on the tour. And Andy's like, if you don't want them on the tour, you can leave the tour. Oh, really? Yeah, it was like that. And... Uh, anyway, they didn't leave the tour. We went out. We coexisted. It was fine. It was awkward. Really weird. Tommy Lee, prior to that, had been on stage with us and jammed. He's come up and jammed. And Pamela Anderson was dancing on stage one Christmas show. She's in a little Santa Elf outfit. Right. Super hot. Yeah. Tommy Lee comes up and he kills it. And yeah. it was cool. And we thought we were cool. But he he got weird. Nikki Six got weird, and then I think it threatened their credibility. I think they, they felt think it, like we were making f- we somehow were making fun of them specifically. Oh, really? That's the vibe I got. Wow. And and that is couldn't be further from the truth. Right. Um. And then you fast forward to now, where uh, we had said some things in the press, in in a totally you know joking silly manner about Vince Neil. Uh-huh. What Even though say? we've had Vince Neil on stage with us a ton of times, and he's a very sweet dude, is you know, he? Honestly, yeah, because he gets the bad rap. Vince yeah, Neil, like. Vince Neil, but he's the is, most down to earth. He's been he he every time we've ever jammed with him or you know ran into him, uh-huh. nothing but very cool. Interesting. And it and it was a it was an interview we did. Michael Starr said something silly about uh, wanting to bring him back from the dead, right? Uh-huh. Uh, Which is, I mean, it was, it was, and Nikki Six got super, super pissed off. Right. Said that we're shit talkers and backstabbers, and I was like, "Whoa, bro, easy." Right. And then uh, we put up a video of Nikki Six talking about Vince Neil, and that stopped it, and that like stopped the feud. But oh, because he was trash talking Vince. Yeah, Neil, yeah. So. and so if you're gonna if you're gonna call someone out, yeah, don't do the thing that you're calling someone out for. You so know. who outrocked who on that tour? I well, if if you're asking me, I'm asking. You're the only one here that I, I'm asking. Yeah, well, f- yeah, everyone would agree it was us. It, it was the shirt I'm wearing. It was the shirt. St- I, yeah, we did it. But but uh, you know what? I got to tell you, Def Leppard, they rule. They're dude. they're a machine, dude. They I are they so write the good. Best songs. They're so good, like <laughs> and they are one of the nicest bunch of dudes ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been fortunate to tour with a lot of bands, and uh, you know, you never know how people are. Judas Priest, sweetest guys. Like, mm-hmm. it, yeah, we've we've been fortunate to tour with a lot of, you know, bands that we grew up on. Yeah, and like idolized. Yeah. And most, uh, 95% of them, super cool. 
Well, another fan question was, when is your version of The Dirt coming out? And did you see The Dirt? I did see The Dirt. What did you think of it? I did like the first half. Uh-huh. I liked the half that was about the partying and yeah. the good time and the rock and roll. I didn't like the public service announcement second half, like right. don't drink and drive. <laughs> right. I don't want that in my Molly Crew movie. You know what I mean? Like that's that's just me. I don't want to be like, oh man, look how gnarly they were. Oh, drinking and driving's bad. That's how I felt. And yeah. I was like, and I get it. They wanted to cover it the- went to an after school special vibe. Is that what you think? Massively. Yeah. yeah, I'm just a bill. You remember that stuff? What was that? Schoolhouse Rock. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. What else? What? Hey, what, what uh, but after that tweet, was that in the beginning of the tour? Like, then were you like... It was the beginning of the he tour. He was giving you like the evil eye for the rest of the we tour? We ran... Was it uncomfortable? Michael Starr... It was... It was a little... Did uh, you guys go like... No. Tommy, like... No. We, we were cool because we were, you know, we're like... Professionals. We're new. We were newer. We were newer. And we were professionals. And we're like, we're just going to come in... And like I said, we're just going to fucking let the rocking do the talking. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Pretty good right like there. Like talking. Yeah. It's Fuck not yeah. how good you play. It's how good you look on stage. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's not what's on the inside. It's what's on the outside. Uh, but we ran into Tommy and Nikki in the hallway, my singer and I, in, uh, at, uh, I think, Wembley. Mm-hmm. I think it was Wembley. And it was super. You played Wembley. I played Wembley. We've headlined Wembley twice. Huge. Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. Wow. Congrats, dude. Thank you. That's it's, amazing. It's What's vi- that like? It's scary. Yeah. So I've played Wembley four times. Unbelievable. Uh, not the, okay. So just the to be clear, one or the, uh, the the arena. The arena. Thirteen thousand. Okay. It's amazing. not. It's not, not Wembley Stadium. stadium right. Which, okay, but still, 13,000. 13,000. We headlined twice. We played once with Motley Crue and Def Leppard and once with ZZ Top. Wow. And every time you play... That is horrible piano playing. Every time you play Wembley, yeah. it's scary yeah. and exciting. Yeah. Uh, but when you headline it, I actually... some There are some shows where I actually get choked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... And I get choked up and emotional when I'm in the middle of rocking, uh, mostly community property. It's one of our songs. Mm-hmm. And when everyone's waving back and forth, singing the same lyric, and they're moving to the drums that I, the beat that I'm playing. Yeah. Uh, it's heavy. Yeah. It's a heavy like it's overwhelming, you know. Right. Uh, and Is it I, like a God experience. It's like no, it's like com- a communal thing. Communal. Yeah, it's like we are all doing. That is God energy, though. Not to get all. Yeah, I guess so. Religious. Yeah, and the crazy shit is, it's like that beat stems from me. So if I do something different, they're gonna all do something different. Yeah, and the thing about the beat is, like, if you hit a bad note as a singer, a lot of people can't really hear that. They don't really care. Yeah. You hit a bad rhythm. That's just everybody could feel that. No matter it's no matter what. No it's matter, so precise. It has to be. It's like when you if you hit a note uh, like on a guitar, you can slide into the mm-hmm. next note. Yeah. On a snare hit, you can't go. You, yeah. You, or it's just you fucking, fucked it up. You fucking blew it. Yeah. And there's pressure in that. Right. It's scary, and that's the scary part. And you do well under pressure. I I seem to have been doing okay under pressure yeah. to this point. Nobody's found out that I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Does it take you to the next level? Uh, expand on that. 
Like, does it up your game? Do Yo, you does find the pressure? Yourself, does the pressure make you actually even better than, say, a gig you don't feel that kind of nervous energy? Sometimes. Sometimes it takes me to a place where, like, I f- I'll find my body, like, stiffen. Like, just go, oh, God, mm-hmm. don't, yeah. don't, don't do it. Too think, thinking too yeah. much. I got to, like, get out of the thing that this is I, when you're taming the tiger period when you get into meditation i know dude i gotta just and be semen f- retention no yes no yes no yes uh-uh yes no yes no yes no yes Won't. yes no yes no. Yes. No. yes 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 can't do it now you should say yes no <laughs> those two words oh, yeah, together dude. Said no. Yeah, no you're right yes, yes, no, no. there's joe joe is a big a big believer i'm in into that. it I gotta tell you. i'm into it that's what i'm How? trying to bring to steel panther right it now. it doesn't mean don't have sex it doesn't mean don't have sex it makes the sex better last longer tantra yeah, dude. Steel Tantra instead of Steel Panther. I like it. I like the. I, you like the sound. I of like it. the sound. I don't like the idea. Yeah. <laughs> no pussy. No, you no more, more because you you. It's just semen. You ret- never semen, semen retention. retention. You never let it go, so the sex just goes on forever, like Sting. Okay. You know, uh, okay. The so, yoga stuff. So you can have sex as much as you want, mm-hmm. but you just hold the orgasm back? You hold the ejaculation back. But you have the orgasm. You, you figure out ways to like... Is that possible to have an orgasm yeah. without Yeah, there's a book called The Multi-Orgasmic Male. It's, co- it's by Mentok Chow or something like that. Whoa. And you can learn all about it. All right. And well, then, I mean, that could be a new direction for Steel Panther that could just like really rock everybody's, like blow everybody's mind. I feel like, because I don't know if we're able to, ch- change, to change directions. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it would be like trying to go into the Serengeti Plains, find a cheetah, and try to rub the spots off it. Taming and just go, the tiger. They're not coming off. Taming the tiger. Yeah, well, that's... A different band. There's yeah. no way. There's no right. way Steel Panther's going to... It's a side project. Yeah, we don't have the control. No. We don't have the ball control. You don't have ball control. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that about y'all. You can tell in your songs. We're not shy about it, though. No. I mean, some of the lyrics are great. Let's... Yeah. Speaking what of it? names, what happened to... You went through Metal Shop and then mm-hmm. Metal School, and you mm-hmm. just felt it wasn't working, and, and that whole name change well, is what changed everything? The, in the beginning, mm-hmm. we were involved with with uh, a couple different uh, companies, and we had we had a name, and we wanted to change it because we didn't like the name. So we just we separated from that company, and they just kept that name. Uh, we're so like, they had the copyright for they it. They owned the name. And we're like, nah. And then we then we uh, metal schooled it, and then when we got the deal with Universal, which we were not seeking out, mm-hmm. we did not try to get a record deal but what we were doing in la every week was we were selling out the key club it was viper room then we moved to the roxy then the key club then house of blues and universal came and they're like we want you we want to give you a record deal yeah we're like what because we were doing mostly covers what year was that 2008 Uh uh-huh and and you guys just blew up in LA real quick. We, well, no, we had no, we, not real quick, but we when we started in LA, which was around t- ninety eight, two thousand. Fact check mm-hmm. it. Yes, uh, I have that. We it says we, sunset, sunset Strip early two thousand. Yeah, yeah. Um, people were coming and like Wait, the, uh, people were to the show. Oh, and at the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, everywhere. Yeah, just, just all over the place. It was crazy. Was it was it a nuts. once a week residency? It was once a week, every Monday night. <laughs> every Monday night. And it was in, it was a scene. Like, yeah, I and, remember hearing about it. Yeah, and those yeah, those kinds I, of things like, you can't plan. And it just, it, no. it happened, it was perfect. Nothing was happening on Monday nights in LA. And eventually it changed the landscape uh, in how band or how venues booked shows they wouldn't book big shows on monday nights because everybody was going to, steal to, to our show and to, to metal school how'd, to metal you school. Guys, how'd you guys form who formed like what's the story behind we 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 formed pretty damn organically yeah. i mean we just we all we all had been playing in bands you know around how, town. around town for since we were kids uh-huh. and uh you know, you you meet like-minded musicians and you vibe out and you go like the first time I jammed with Satchel. Uh-huh. The very first day, he, he goes. He was looking for a drummer for a, a different band that he was in, and he went through like like six or seven really good players. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, nah, one one reason or another, he wasn't feeling it. Either they didn't hit hard enough, or the feel was off, or whatever. Or he didn't like the way they looked. Or they didn't like their face. Yeah. And I came in. So fucking high. Oh yeah. To the first yeah. <laughs> on weed. On weed. On weed. I remember I was baked, mm-hmm. and and I was like, but I knew I knew the songs because I was like, we're gonna go jam, and I I slayed him. I slayed him, yeah. and he's like, okay, you're my drummer. Doesn't weed make you paranoid? No. Well, it does well, me. C- certain weed. Yeah. Most weed, no. Most no. weed, I can just enjoy. Right. When did you start playing drums? How old when were I was you? in fourth grade. Fourth grade. Yeah, I went to my friend Brent Christensen's house in third grade. I, he had a drum set. It was a maroon pearl kit, and I remember sitting behind it, going, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah, it was like the, the light bulb went on. I went home that day, and I told my dad, "I go, I want to play drums." He goes, "Okay," and then I kept bugging him for about a month, and then he goes, "All right, I'll get you a practice pad, sticks, and some lessons." Smart dude, no noise. No noise. And he goes, you need to do that for four months. Uh-huh. And if your teacher at the drum lessons tells me you're improving and I'm not going to ever tell you to practice. Yeah. You know, he's like, this is on you. And if, if, you, if, if you're you serious, we'll talk about a drum set. Wow. Sounds like you had a good dad. I had, I, I do still have a fucking great dad. That's nice to hear. His name is Pops. All right. Pops. Shout out Pops. Shout out Pops. Shout out Pops. Shout out Pops. Pops it in you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Duh. Yeah. Think about Duh. it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. And my, my son, yeah, what's Squirt. Squirt? Squirt's mm. it in you? Yeah. It's fucking dope. Yeah. What's Satchel's full name? It's like Sting. Oh, just It's Satchel. just Satchel. Satchel, yeah. Satchel, yeah. yeah. So, but I heard that you guys started out as a Van Halen cover band. Is that right? Is that true? We did not, but my... My singer, Michael Starr, and mm-hmm. Satchel were in a Van Halen oh, cover tribute band okay. called, called Atomic Punks. Oh, killer. And they, actually, they still exist, with, but they have some different members now. Yeah. And Different members with Michael Starr? No, no, no. Completely? No, no, no. Com- completely no. different right. guys. But they kept that band going. Because when Michael and Satchel, when we did this, it was like, this, there's only time for this. Um, but... Great fucking band. I don't, if you ever look it up, you'll be like, the way they sound. Good name. Yeah, yeah it's punks. killer, right? Yeah. What, who's, uh, who, who would you rape over, uh, you know, David Lee Roth or Sammy Hagar? I'm a David Lee Roth guy. Me too, but uh, like, I don't Sammy's, Sammy's kind of come up lately. Sammy, right? is, look, 
for for ability and and singing yeah. and talent and Sammy all day long and right. and Sammy like lately I feel like Sammy Sammy is he just turned seventy you yeah. know it. That dude. I follow him on he's, Instagram. He's gonna be touring next year. He's fucking he's awesome. Cool. And we we met him down in uh, Mexico mm -hmm. uh, at a festival we Cabo did. Cabo Wabo. No, no, it was uh, <laughs> like called Force Fest or something. Mm -hmm. um, he's he's fantastic. I just happened to come up with those David Lee oh, Roth yeah. records, Me so too. I'm partial to that era. Yeah, you know, but but Sammy is like he's a freak. How mm -hmm. good he is. And, and you, there's a Kiss connection. You guys played a Kiss comedy roast too, or something. We like did that, the right? Gene Simmons, Simmons. Gene, Gene Simmons roast. What did he? What did Gene have to say? I well, ironically, when business was a little slow in '97, I worked for Gene Simmons. Okay, we got to go into let's this dive it. Let's get <laughs> into it. Because he was my favorite member. I started out as a bass player because of him. That's. You know? I I've got great stories about Gene and and he Chaim had, let's let's Chaim Witz Chaim Chaim White he's <laughs> he's from Israel just so uh, you know okay he's <laughs> been Chaim he, White <laughs> he's I'm not been mad at it nothing <laughs> he's been nothing but awesome to me he's a cool and, dude yeah he's it was very interesting so when I uh, I would go to his house like I started how'd you start working with him so I golf. Oh really? Tommy Thayer, guitar player Alice for Kiss. Cooper golfs. I haven't too. golfed with Alice. I know. Just in case anyone thinks that's a slight on your credit, on your heavy metal credit. No, dude, I'm proud it, of it. It is not. I'm it proud of not. it. It's official that you're allowed to be a, a heavy metal superstar and a great golfer, dude. I Alice Cooper. Yeah, has Coop. made that clear. Tommy Thayer, guitar player for Kiss, mm -hmm. is a golf junkie as well. Right. We are friends. We don't live very far from each other in L.A. Mm -hmm. And we golf and. Uh, That's cool. I, I, it was really cool. He, he's a super cool guy. Um, when I needed some work, Tommy was like, well, let me talk to the guys and kiss, and there might be work in the warehouse because they have a couple warehouses. Mm -hmm. So I started going down and doing some odd jobs at the warehouse, the kiss warehouse, which is very surreal when you first go in there. Mm -hmm. um, and then it, that, that moved into doing odd jobs for Paul and Gene. Mm -hmm. like, wow. like odd shit. Yeah. Like, you know, like going and you know, fixing fountain at Paul's house or going and picking up Gene Simmons record company mail or, you know, those things. But what, I was getting paid. What was paid. the fountain like at Paul's house? Well, the, which one? Oh, really? Bro. There's multiple fountains? It's, it's multi-fountain-esque. <laughs> yeah. What comes out of the fountains, I wonder? That's I don't like, know. I mean, liquid it's gold. Liquid gold. Yeah. That's face, they get face paint. Face, face paint. White yeah, face yeah. paint. <laughs> That's where he gets it. He just, it's like a just secret like fountain. <laughs> just, Every morning. And it's so special that when he does it, he splashes on and it's the star forms. Yeah. yeah. It just knows. Yeah, it like, knows. It doesn't make him do it anymore. It's like... It's it's like a superhero thing. Yeah, it is. It's like, you know. But yeah. I got to tell you, uh, I went. I started doing some audio editing for Gene, and I went to his house on uh, music every day on his on demos. Like, he has demos, demos with, with Joe Perry. He has demos of shit he did with Bob Dylan. He has demos. Wait. I'm not, not even kidding you. Wait. Gene and Bob Dylan. I he, think I heard that a long time ago. Actually, that that bears out. So I remember. I'm telling that. you. So he he put together this thing called the Vault, which is all these songs. I remember that too. That's recent. I have two songs on there. Oh really? Yes. He recorded two rock. of my songs at my apartment back in the day. He it was so weird. Gene walks up these little stairs into the shitty apartment, sits down at my little iMac computer, and I mm -hmm. put a mic in front of him, and he just starts singing. It was God of Thunder, dude. 
it was killer. So check this out. We we were sitting there one day, and I don't know the arrangements of his songs. And he's like, he goes, Sticks, I, I need you to take that uh, turnaround right there and put it back to the top. And then when we get to the middle, I'm like, I don't know the... I don't know this. Let me hear it. And, <laughs> right. and he's like, can we move any faster? And he was getting on me. Oh, really? And he started Pressure. getting frustrated. And he, yeah. And so I remember, dude, I remember this is one of those times in my life where I was like at the fork in the road. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I could go to fuck you town. Oh, right. Or I could stop off at let's stop and talk about this Ville. All right. Let's stop and talk and about this Ville. I, I did let's stop and talk about this Ville. And I said, Gene, and I very mellow. I said, Gene. The computer only does what it does. And this is back in the day. Computers weren't very fast. Yeah. I said, so we have to wait for it to process. Mm-hmm. I can't make it go faster. Also, I don't know the parts you're talking about. You know these songs intimately. I don't know them. Right. So I need you to understand. I can only work at this speed. Yeah. And wow. it was like the switch went on and he went like this. He looked at me. He goes, let's start over. Wow. Oh, one of the first one of the things he said to me while we were in the heat of it. It's like some Zen Buddhist shit you just pulled off. That was like some uh, wax on, wax off. It was. It was very Miyagi. You you went Miyagi on it. He goes, he goes, he goes, Do you even play music? Uh Like like this was before that. Wow. He goes, Do you I go, yeah. He goes, he goes, What do you play? And I go, drums. He goes, figures. Oh. And I and I go, oh my god! Because I and then I felt myself like I'm like, oh my god! I'm getting just taken to town. Mm-hmm. But when I stood up to him in a res- very respectful way, yeah, he it he turned it and he went like this. Okay, I understand that. I understand what you're yeah. saying to me. I can do that. Let's There's do a great lesson here. A great since lesson that day in, in in communication, dude. Really since is. that day, he. It was like he changed from looking at me as a, a, a underling, an underling to a guy who he's working with. Yeah. Did he remember you at the roast? He rem- Oh yeah. And you know we've toured with Kiss. We we did uh, three shows in Brazil mm-hmm. with Kiss wow. opening for them. And you know they have to approve bands, and they've been very supportive of what we what we do. Um, and so if I see no Gene on the street, from Gene, I get I get phone calls from Gene every now and then. That's amazing. Yeah. I actually met him once at a coffee bean out in LA and he was quite nice. Oh, good. In spite of, you know, he gets a bad rap. He does. He gets a bad rap. But I'll tell you, to, to his, in his defense, if you're that famous and you're that yeah, guy, of course. Um, all day long, wherever he goes, people going, hey, Gene, can I get a picture? Right. And, and at a certain point, you got to go, dude, I have to go do my next thing. Yeah. Like, I used to, I used to hang out with Lou Reed in the city a lot and, people he would get that rap too like cantankerous and all this and it that's what i always said about that too is just like look man he was out and about on his own yeah he's lou reed it's like if you don't have like boundaries and yes. the, and boundaries just mean you're not going to be mr nice guy if you're mr nice guy you can't you couldn't do it you can't live can't live did you want to be the new peter chris no and you never there no. was never uh no i i i, I no, I wanted it to be. But again, another piano ballad. I know from the drummer. I know that's so weird. It works. The original "Home Sweet Home" is really Beth. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Beth is the is the is the prototype, right? Does Steel that's Panther have a Beth? Floor plan. No, not yet. No. But I want to come out and sing a song. Yeah. That's what I want to do. I think that's next. I think that's next. Yeah. You know, uh, we have a new video that's going to be coming out. Well, I don't know if I should talk about it because it's a pretty cool surprise. I'll tell you off the air. Okay. okay. Okay, we can okay, we can continue. And we're back. And we're back. So Shout that's out the video. Dave Hill and Witch Taint. Witch <laughs> yeah. Taint. 
me show you this. This was me in our video. But you know, Joe, bringing back to Lou Reed. Wow. Yeah, that is. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. That's, same thing. That's exactly it. Oh, but yeah. back. I know where you're going to go with this. When they outsold yeah, uh, they Lulu. They outsold Lulu. The Metallica collaboration. With Balls when, Out. When, when you guys put out Balls Out. We did. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. How do you surpass Metallica? Like, what, what feeling have, what, is that when is you that? read your name and then Metallica is below you? It seems like it's somebody else's band. For real. Yeah. You just yeah. go, who did it? I was it? What? It's it's very weird. <laughs> right. And it's it's exciting. You know, I love I love being in this band. It's H- like how long has it been going on for? We uh we've been a band for twenty something years. Really? Wow. Yeah, a long time. And all the same members? Yeah. That's incredible. All original dudes. All original members. And yeah. how much band drama is there? There is no band drama. Um, That's fucking bullshit. Shut up, Satchel. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> because we get along. Right. <laughs> I don't believe you. There's none. Why would you not believe me? I don't know. It just seems like, come on, four guys. Is it four? Four it's members? four dudes. Four members on the road, 20 years. Are you in years? four I separate mean, buses? No, no, you know, we we drive a minivan. Oh, a really? Lot. Yeah, uh, I drive most of the time. Are you for real with that? I'm not bullshitting. No bus, huh? Yeah, he, my look at Kevin. He's he. He's, yeah. So so Kevin lives here <laughs> in New York. We're not. Why LA. are you touring like that? It, it seems like it would be less expensive to have a bus. Uh, no way, dude. Because you don't have you don't have to get hotels all the time, and then it's like the, well, with it, all the members. It depends, and, the, and you guys have a decent sized crew. We, it mean, depends. So when seems when you, like it would be it would be even. No, it's not because when we go do like a, a small run, like yeah. a, sometimes we go do a weekend. Like well, a three, for that, yeah, you get a sprinter, fine. Like no, we get a fucking Windstar, and, oh, really? and we're like, but and we you know we have a bus on this yeah. run was three weeks long. This one, but. We get we we have meetings before every single show. We call they're called our check ins, and we seriously mm-hmm. shut everybody out. It's about an hour before the show, and you know we fucking we get into everybody has their time to talk about what's going on with them. Like we really get into it, and then we have our show because our show is very dependent on how you feeling because we do a lot of Im- improvisation as far as like we never know what we're gonna say. Um, and it always takes twists and turns. And if and if one of the guys in the band is like in a shitty mood and doesn't want to fucking play, uh, then then it's hard. So that's why we've learned to communicate, and we've learned to you know we're we're friends and we're homies and brothers, and we go out there and we fucking kill as a unit. Yeah. And we fucking come back and we have a meeting after the ba- after the show called the checkout. After every show. After every fucking show. Wow, this like is briefing. wild, man. Briefing this is like, in and briefing it is. out. Debrief. So, so like this is really a lesson in communication. I'm I'm having a surprisingly deep revelation with you right now in that like communication is key, I think is the theme of this podcast with the Gene Simmons story and now this, especially yeah. with the band. The fact that you guys all check in after every show. Yeah. If some, I mean, if marriages did this. 
Oh, dude. There'd be it, so much less divorce. I'm like, telling you. So who brought this awareness to steel to the Panther? Do you guys refer to you, yourself as the Panther ever? Uh, so, is that me stretching it too much? You, you stretched it just the right amount. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. It was very comfortable. I'm glad. I felt good about yeah, it. Yeah, no, I, just, I liked I it. I needed to make sure, yeah. though. You know, I don't want to take liberties. Yeah. Please do. Okay, please. That's what we're all <laughs> <I will>. about. <laughs> That's what you're all about. Dude. That is what your songs are about. I know. Yeah. What if I was like, no, dude. No, it's steel it's pan. Steel. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so for us, here's. But seriously though, like I'll tell you, yeah, because somebody's developed this communication knowledge. Oh, that's some Metallica, some kind of monster stuff. Yeah. You're right. You, okay, you're yeah. not wrong, and here's why you're not wrong. When we were like, we were gnarly. We were we were fighting crazy. Okay. Because when the you early ha- days, yeah, in the early days, when you have four alphas yeah. oh really it never works out there's not a beta in the house there's one beta it's lexi fox you have three alphas yeah you have and fucking, the one that looks like the most like the chick he's like he just i don't want to fight okay <laughs> yeah. but you have <laughs> thank god for lexi then yeah shout out lexi shout out lexi and here's what lexi did he's like this is not working we need some fucking help okay so lexi brought in brought in that the heat. Fem- feminine spirit as well in a way yeah well, you're calling it heat but well i'm saying it that it's the same thing though that feminine spirit yeah. is the heat he brought the soft touch he brought the soft touch yeah and we started talking with this therapist really yeah that, well, it's he's called a high performance team building coach which is Whoa. code for therapist yeah. if you're not a fucking where'd you couple. find him my next door neighbor wow Sometimes God is on your side. Yeah. Thanks, Jesus. <laughs> Appreciate you, man. Uh, and so we, we got these tools from this dude because everybody in our band, minus Lexi, had a vision of what they thought, th- you know, the direction, because, you know, it, you want it your way, right? And when you want it your way, you're not listening to the dude who wants it his way, and you're not listening to that other guy who wants it his way. So everything's colliding and not moving. It just keeps going in this circle. Mm-hmm. And what happened is we got all our shit on the table, and we got all our shit out of the way, and instead of being this fucking knot, we're on video, right? Yeah. yeah. So instead of being this knot, yeah. we ended up doing this, uh, aligning, and so now we have momentum. Now we're all headed towards the same goal okay and now back and now back okay that's, and that's, that's how we smart that's wow you know what i'm saying you go with the wave yeah, yeah. and yeah. and what we learned is you, we gotta be if you have a problem mm-hmm. you gotta fucking tell the other dude i don't like when you do this wow it's a hard thing to do it's a hard thing to do but it's what it's what enabled us you know it's funny because before we did all that shit we're like, he goes, what's your fucking goal? And we're like, we want to be the biggest band in the world. Right. We want to be international recording musicians and we want to be successful in the field that we're in. Right. He goes, okay, so you put that goal here. That's starting with the end in mind. Yeah. Right. Instead of going, well, what do you want to do? I want to play Gazzari's next week. No, let's fucking, let's look there. It's, okay, we're here. Mm-hmm. want to get here. What do we need to do now to start that? path path up the mountain yeah because that's what it is it's like no one's a fucking overnight success people find out about you and they go dude you guys just made it what what was that moment that you made there's no moment where you make it it's a series of they just find out at certain time but you've been just doing it the whole time yeah forget who said it success isn't final 
Oh yeah, no, if, no. Success is never final. Yeah. That's in my boxing gym. I yeah, box, yeah, yeah, yeah. and there, and then there's a it's flag not, that says success is never final, and I like that. It's true because you can't you can't rest on your laurels. No, you can't. And you know, for us, we we just we want to just keep putting out great records, putting on great shows, and you know, fucking all the bitches. Yeah. So like, so you guys started this communication mm -hmm. and what there must have been some growing pains with that where like where there was some knockdown drag outs when you first brought up hey i don't like it can you have an example of hey i don't like it when you do this um or is that you don't want to speak on that internal um i i probably don't want to right that makes sense because that, that's, that's a betrayal yeah you gotta you gotta trust yeah, the other gotta, dudes right you don't want to air the dirty laundry yeah yeah. Uh, but but I can tell you that there was the, everybody in our band has said I don't like when you do this to everybody else. Right. At some point. That's funny. And, and then ha and, and then oh here's the here's the biggest kick okay. kicker of it. When you sit down to talk about that shit, yeah. The deal that you have to have is if I'm gonna tell you something, you need to listen to me. You can't just dismiss you start talking over me and you can't argue with me you have to you have to acknowledge i'm hearing you i understand what you're saying right and then you can have an exchange it's but not you easy. no but, this is great if humans didn't have something called narcissistic personality disorder some people cannot handle any amount of criticism right. whatsoever they go to they somebody go to who nuclear somebody who doesn't have a personality disorder can handle it they know they're not perfect they're 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 their being isn't built on a false premise but there are so many humans in this world that their being is built on a false premise so any perceived criticism t sends them nuclear as you yeah. said they go they go so so you must not have any member like that in the band then because they're if everyone is able to take well i think i know what you're saying i right. think i think in I'm our saying band in an ideal world this is great but yeah. i mean but i don't know ideal worlds i just I, know this world i know that each one of us in our band we've all got quirks to our personality yeah. i think it's what enables us to go up on stage and fucking be the greatest the greatest we can just say that let's just fucking let's we've just, all agreed we've all agreed we're here the, the votes are in i mean we've set up all these cameras america for, has spoken for a reason the, we've seen the charts <laughs> we've you've, seen the charts you've seen the charts <laughs> we're wearing the fucking t-shirts dude thank you i mean heavy metal rules it does it, it does rule <laughs> yeah um you know so we've all got you know there's some i think you have to have some narcissism in you of course but what we did was we actively worked on listening skills. We actively worked on uh, communication skills. So it took us a minute to get there. To get there, but we got there. Like yeah. honestly, everybody in our band, uh, you know, you it, it's inevitable. You're gonna piss your buddy off at some point, right? But you just we now have the tools, and we have had them for a while to be able to say. Dude, you're fucking out of line. Yeah. And here's why I think you're out of line. And then to talk about it. Yeah. Wow. So this is there's some kind of panther. Yeah. Yeah. Some <laughs> yeah. And, and ironically, the dude who fucking kind of ther panther. therapized us, uh, <laughs> he 
did that same shit that that guy did. Yeah. And that was what clipped him. It's because people are aware of that, but not everyone's willing to implement it. Everyone well, looks at Metallica as like, oh, they did that a long time ago and no one does that thing. But you took that. Well, we didn't know that they, we, it was before they did that. Well, before, I'm not yeah. saying, but you accepted that sort of uh, advice. Yeah. And believed in it. And when in it, it works and, for us. Yeah. Yeah. Since we've gotten serious a, a little bit, I, I want to ask a question that's kind of, I guess, serious. Where the, the subject matter of your songs uh-huh. tends to be about like um, the joys of uh, vagina. Vagina. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in in recent times, like with the Me Too stuff, was that did you guys come together in a band meeting and discuss, hey, can we still be this overt with our lyrical content? No. Was there any fear about that, or has no. there been any fallout whatsoever? Zero fallout. Uh, in fact, no I think fear either from you guys. Zero. Like, right. Zero fear. How do you explain that? Um, we have done what we do the entire fucking time. Right. What changed? was the culture yeah the me too's everyone got really sensitive very sensitive and and i think that focused a a more of a light on what we have been saying the entire time Mm -hmm. um which makes it seem sharper or seem you know like heavier or gnarlier more dangerous more dangerous we but if you look back at what we used to say Versus what we say now, it's the same. We are consistent. We're like fucking Folgers coffee. Right. We're never going to change. Every can yeah. is the fucking same. And the minute that, the one thing that we are conscious of is the minute that we start changing our lyrics yeah. to, to, to be uh, accommodating to the culture or the times, yeah. we're done. It's yeah. like a sellout. It, to, to us and yeah. our fans, yeah. it, especially to us, it would feel fake. Well, I gotta you know? say, this kind of upsets me to hear because I'm watching a dream die. My dream of taming the tiger. I'm just watching it I, on the side I, of the road. It's, I, like, I, it's like an animal that got hit by a truck, and now I just I see feel it. like taming a tiger. I feel like I just no, no, no. Don't, I mean, don't know, be I'm scared a of sad. it. I'm a little sad. Hold on. That's all. I just gotta. I just need a moment. Joe, a don't, it's don't, getting, it's getting brighten here for me. Don't go there but, yet. Uh, okay, I won't. And the only reason I say that is because you know we do what we do, right? And maybe, maybe, maybe a folk rock version could happen, uh, like an offshoot. Uh, okay, the dream doesn't have to die. Don't don't let the dream. die. No, I'm not gonna let it. Die. Okay. No, I feel like you feel like we pulled you back from the I precipice. Think, don't so, dream do you, uh, it's over. Yep, you want to talk about manifestation or whether or not the moon landing is real? It's a, it's a dealer's choice. Oh, they're it's both such hot button topics. <laughs> <laughs> Manifestation. So do you uh, have um, any sort of manifestation rituals? Did you envision this massive success that Steel Panther has acquired? And did you like feel it as a re- reality before it became a reality? And can you tell us who haven't risen to those heights how you've done it? Uh, let me ask you a question. Okay. Because I will tell you a very specific answer for that. Okay. Did you, when you were a kid, Yeah. did you know you want to be a musician? Of course, yeah. Okay. Did you feel like you were going to have success? I knew I was going to be one of the greatest songwriters ever. Okay. I, I just knew it. And are you? Yes. Okay. So when you were a kid, you had those feelings. Yeah. And for some reason, you felt different. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming. I needed it. 
Yeah, right. He taught you talk I, about that all I the time. It. When I was a kid. And by the way, I don't. Yeah, I want to apologize for saying I was one of the greatest. Don't you fucking apologize? Okay, for you're that. right. I, I need some of that Steel <laughs> Panther energy. Never apologize. <laughs> dude. You're right. So you think you're Lou? Right. You think Lou Reed would apologize? You're right. Lou Never. Reed would not. Never. That's what I'm saying. Okay, I, I take my apology back. You know, we have a song on our new record called Fuck Everybody. Okay. And it's nice. like, dude, fuck everybody. What do the lyrics go to that? I wanted to like quote some of the lyrics. Hold on. Um, but anyway, what were you going to say? Anyway. Like, yeah, keep going. When I was a kid, yeah, I remember very, very clearly feeling um, like I wasn't supposed to work in a cubicle in an office. Mm-hmm. And I remember going. Yeah. And so I. Where'd I went, you grow up? Uh, I'm with Thousand Oaks, uh, uh, Los Angeles. Oh, okay, so you're born and raised. Born and raised. Yeah. I was born at Cedars, right in the middle. So I remember Destined. being. Destined. To, dude, I was in elementary school, middle school, high school. And then I was like. Yeah. And I played drums and I, and I was in bands and I kept watching my friends peel off. And then right after high school, peel off to go get quote unquote real jobs. Right. Like, dude, I can't. I can't. I got to bro. I got to. I'm like, dude, you're fucking crazy. And they're looking at me like I'm fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah. And I, I can't process stopping so i keep going yeah i start community college mm-hmm. right and i remember being in a class i think it was in like a, a world studies class or something and teachers talking to me and i it got quiet in my head yeah and i remember going i don't fucking belong here like this is not yeah for me it's for a bunch of people but I was, I was going, dude, I am not supposed to be here. <laughs> I quit. Did you look around the room and, and think like to yourself, why doesn't anyone else see that I'm not supposed to be here? Dude. Don't they see that I don't yeah, belong here? Well, it was more like, it was more like me going, I am, this is not my jam. Right. I, you, I don't know what you guys got going on, but uh, I, I need to leave. Yeah, I quit. You quit. I quit because I was like. I'm going to fuck it. And then I decided I'm going to either live or die by playing music. Mm-hmm. And I just, I kept fucking going and I took, didn't take no for an answer. And if something didn't work, I fucking did something different. And I right. just kept playing. And I think by, by pure, you know, attrition, I fucking kept yeah. going. And there was no other choice. I was going to fucking. Will persistence. Will persistence I always like water can go right through a mountain. Yeah, cut it. You just cut a mountain down. Dude, I've, I've always felt like, and it's going to sound douchey, but I for real always felt like I was supposed to do something musical and something that, that affected some people. And yeah. I didn't know what level it was going to be, but it was going to be music yeah. without question for me. Right. Like always. Me too. And when I, when I was a kid, I have a picture somewhere on my phone of me like at, at one or two years old, sitting at a piano mm-hmm. and with the, my hands up here in a diaper. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I just remember, you know, from the first time I can remember hitting piano notes and, and just being mesmerized right. by, this, by the music and the sound. And, you know, th- that was it. It was like I was just born to rock, for real. Like, yeah. It sounds cliche, but I was fucking born to rock. Yeah, no, there was like, I had that same thing. Like, there was just like the idea of doing like a nine to five seemed like I would rat. I just remember thinking, I'm going to do this, and if I don't make it, I'll just kill myself. Not to like. No, that, I get that, it. That was like, that you almost have to have that kind of, like, you don't want to kill yourself, obviously. And right. I, I, I was bluffing about that part of it. But in some way, you almost have to be able to, like, 
go there in your mind to like bet your whole life on no this safety dr- net. on this dream on no safety net. Yeah, you dude. have to be willing to kind of die for it at least at least in thought. I yeah, I didn't have the you know, the, uh, you know like I remember uh, <clears throat> some of my friends would be like, yeah, dude, well. I'm going to school because, you know, I needed something to fall back on if that doesn't work. Right. And I was like, fuck that. That's the opposite of manifestation. Yeah, because if you do that, then there's a part of you that's not going to give it all. Yeah. Because you got to spend some energy doing that fallback shit. And I was like, dude, if I fall, there's no fucking net. I'm going down. And you know what? At least I fucking went for it. Yeah. And I understand that there's it's scary. And I understand that there's fear in shit like that. Because it is scary, and, and you, you go, oh, man, well, if I go for it, and I don't, and it doesn't work out, am I going to be, like, homeless? Am I going to, you know? Right. I was like, dude, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to keep fucking going. Right. And that was it. Yeah. There was no choice for me. And how did you ever work day jobs, nine to five? I worked five? a ton. I ton worked a ton of, like, not the nine to five, but I had... I had, yeah, I delivered. Gene Simmons. Other yeah. than fixing fountains. Other than fixing fountains, Paul which was Stanley's great work. Fountain. If you know how to fix a fountain, I don't know how to fix a fountain. Right. <laughs> but I faked one it. That spews makeup. I know, dude. I I mean, very specialized. Nobody, nobody knows how to fix that. No. That's a magic fountain. Yeah, that's like you need Paul's. You need some abracadabra to fix that. Yeah. You need to do a seance. Yeah, and, you need some black and, magic. Did you shit. almost give up at any point, or were you? I did never, not, dude. Never. I did. There was no. There was never a breaking. Point. Oh man, I, I don't know. It was like yeah. if one band didn't. Well, there work must out, have been days where it's like, oh god, you know. There's days. There, there were days. days. Oh, there were days, days where but, you're just like, you get you, you get, get bummed out because mm-hmm, something course. didn't work out, or you're like on the verge of, oh man, this tiny record label wants to sign my band, and you get so excited, yeah. and it doesn't happen, right? And you're like. Fuck. Right. Let's keep going. Keep going. Keep going. That's yeah. that's the thing about being a musician. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for many musicians, you don't really have a choice. Yeah. If if you know if you want to go for it, and it's in you, you just fucking keep going. That's that's the one thing. That's advice that I give like young musicians now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if they say, "What well, if you could say some one thing?" I'd say, "Don't stop." Do you, is Squirt's going to be a musician? I don't know. I think he's going to be a banker. Oh, really? Yeah, it's just not in him. It's not in him. No. It's so surprising with the name. Squirt's it in you. Some people, dude. It seems like... Dude. I guess what... Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Well, a fan of this podcast gave me all these cards uh, to give to uh, people who come on it to read and get their opinion on it. I don't know if you want to read one. You I need my glasses, bro. <laughs> you do? Yeah. I, I got old eyes. You do? Hold on. You should you should try sun gazing. Happiness, isn't that not good for your eyes? No, it's good for your eyes. Hold on, I'm telling you. Wait, but 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 there you have to. It's one hour when the sun rises. Like the, there's a one hour window, and when the sun sets, there's another one hour window. And in those hours, you can sun gaze. But like, and you start off with like ten seconds, you know, and uh, you can look directly at the sun, and it's enormously healing. Um, you know, don't try this Should at home. Don't disclaimer under yeah, this? don't He's try this at home. I am yeah. not a doctor. I have no <laughs> medical credentials at you all. I have tried it. I've sun gazed a lot, and I have had good results from it. I do. It, it's a powerful energy, and it can heal your eyes. 
Really? But that's bro science for Dr. you. Joe. So again, that's Dr. homie Joe. science. That's homie <laughs> science. All right. Do not try that at home. Right. Don't blame me. Also, okay. if you take a syringe of vitamin D and put it right in your pupil <laughs> no. and shoot the whole thing in there, perfect vision for six minutes. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. Totally worth it. Maybe don't try that, or maybe do. There's now I'm not liable, right? Right. I think that works. Yeah. I don't know. Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Or do. Or do. Uh, happiness is a byproduct of an effort. See, I can't read that. Let me read it for you. To mate. <laughs> what does it say? <laughs> happiness is a byproduct of an effort to make someone else happy. Ah. What do you think of that? I think it's true. But it's never going to be a Steel Panther lyric. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> no way, dude. You don't have to read them all. Dude, I, seriously, I mean, my eyes are like so a, bad. It's a one and done thing. I mean, yeah. It's like we're done, they all say the same thing. They basically. all say something about happiness. happiness. Yeah. <laughs> dude, happiness is doing what you love. Yeah. I, you know, and, and I don't feel like I, I work. I mean, I work hard. Right. But I don't feel like it's a job. Yeah, you're hard at work too. I yeah, think, uh, often probably. I, I am a hard. I'm hard. Hard at work. I'm hard at work for yeah, sure. I would think. <laughs> yeah, well, just they, like judging from your song, there it seems like you're hard at work a lot. There's a lot of nakedness at our shows. Really? Oh yeah. How much? Uh, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I've Do seen. Do you have a girlfriend or are you married? I have several. Several. Yes. Oh okay. So, I. I I will tell you, I've seen things on our stage yeah. that probably most bands have not. Okay, I, what's the craziest backstage Steel Panther? Well, I won't tell you the craziest backstage, okay, but I will tell you, I saw stage. two girls completely naked, not even socks on, going down on each other in the middle of our stage. That's crazy. In LA. Yeah. I've seen... Uh, no socks? No, completely fucking naked. That's wild. Uh, I saw a girl give a guy head in, on San, I Diego, about, in San I Diego. I heard about that. That's real. I actually heard about that on stage. Oh, I'll tell you the craziest thing I see on, on stage. You remember Alexis Arquette? Uh, yeah, I, we, we've had Rosanna Arquette on this podcast. Okay, so... Ale- so we've talked about Alexis. Alexis... Uh, yeah. was a transgender mm-hmm. person. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Was at our show at the Roxy. Michael Starr, our singer, says, look at that fucking hot chick. Because uh-huh. she really, she looked fantastic. Beautiful. <clears throat> and she comes up on stage because she was like really, you know, like, you know, showy. And uh-huh. it was, she was into it. It was a, it was a killer vibe. Yeah. And I think that was when our singer goes, oh my God, she's got a penis. Uh-uh. And he goes, he says, oh, there, there was this, this black guy that got up that was grinding on her, like super excited about it. Uh-huh. He was like into it. And then he, we, we you know, revealed that it was, it was formerly a guy or it was, she was a transgen- transgender. And uh, the black guy was like, you know, he splits the stage real fast. And then Michael Starr says, you know what you should do? You should suck your own dick in front of the whole crowd. This is true. Mm. Alexis Arquette gets up on the drum riser and I remember I had a 16 inch deep bass drum Mm -hmm. specifically because I was 16 inches away from this and she lifts up her dress grabs her unit Mm -hmm. bends down and does it -uh. if may God strike me down right now I just can't believe anybody can do that that's the thing because I'm a yogi and did it? I, I pull, like sh- like she I, pulled. I, I can't do that. I'm everyone's saying, trying. Like, 
you know <laughs> it dude I, it, she pulled it she pulled it up mm-hmm. right like pulled it up and bent over no i'm not kidding dude that's wild i was like i mean the whole room you could hear a pin drop it was mind-blowing and I'm, yeah. I'm not telling you that i'm not I'm not making any part of that up i'm not adding anything i'm yeah. telling you the straight story it was like what that must have brought the crowd that must they must have gone she they, would come every now and then they must have gone wild for that the crowd after they realized what they were seeing yeah it, like i said when they were watching it huh it was fucking silent that's amazing afterwards it was like it was like a mic drop but, that, it, was, but it, it was a penis drop that's the ultimate Just, mic drop i would say ultimate that's she's like ultimate. boom she dropped and and she left and she walked off the stage like yeah bitches I just did that wow and everybody was like you just did that yeah. and it was it was a great moment it was like yeah. it wow. was so like everybody went we all know what's happening now this rules yeah it was great that's incredible it was incredible yeah so like you must have all kinds of crazy tales like that yeah we've been fortunate enough because we did residencies we had a lot of people come through and jam with us we we've, we've played music with. Who were some of the best? Some of the best. Pink. Pink played with y'all? Pink sang with us. Wow. Did she like do the whole thing where she was like in the air? Like flying no, the no. Sky? She did Sweet Child of Mine. She sang Sweet Child oh, okay. of Mine. She's, she's badass. A, she's, I saw her at the garden. She sang Patient with Axel. She's ridiculously talented, yeah. dude. She's yeah, no, she's she one is. of the best. She Jerry is. Cantrell. I know, I know uh, Jesse Green. Shout out Jesse Green. She plays with her violin oh yeah yeah jerry it, cantrell allison chains allison chains mike star the bass player who passed away right um rest in peace rest in peace uh tom morello's jammed with us wow. oh that's we, cool we oh, had yeah, tom morello he jammed with i was in a band with uh danny harrison and ben harper called fistful of mercy and we did uh conan and tom morello sat in with us oh really yeah that's awesome shout out tom morello come on yeah call us back we See, want a, you on the it's pod. a small world it is you know and, and so for us you know love being rock fans yeah uh it's been it's been a great uh opportunity to jam with you know a, a ton of people i'm trying to think who else would play tommy lee like i said mm-hmm. yeah vince neal I think you and Tommy will get back together in the end. I, you know, I think it, he just got afraid. I, you know, he just got afraid. I think I don't know what happened, but what about Ozzy? Oz, oh, we jammed with Ozzy. Really? Yes. I, I don't know why, but I kept thinking, ask him about Ozzy. Ozzy, uh, we jammed with Ozzy at the Spike TV Men's Choice Awards. We were mm-hmm. the house band on the uh, the award show. Yeah. We did Iron Man with Ozzy. Wow. And when. Before, dude, this was a great story. So, before the show, uh, backstage, Sharon, Ozzy, and Ozzy's former assistant, Tony, uh, they're like, okay, this is what's going down. And it's us four and them, those three. And Sharon's leading the meeting, and, and we're all listening to Sharon. She was she's very sweet. And, uh, and she's like, okay, so we're going to do this, and you guys will do this, and Ozzy will do that. And Ozzy's like nodding the whole time, going, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, then you'll end the song, and and I said to, I said to Tony afterwards, I go, I go, hey, how am I gonna know when to end the song? I'm the drummer, so I gotta know. He goes, I go, he goes, when when Ozzy, if Ozzy keeps singing, keep going, and then when Ozzy, you you'll you'll be, uh, he goes, and then when he's done singing, just stop. <laughs> that was the answer. Well, no, that that was almost <laughs> if the answer. Ozzy remembers to stop singing. <laughs> then I go, how am I gonna know? And he goes, you'll know. Wow. And I went. 
That was some Yoda shit. That's some Yoda type. And I was like, okay. And I yeah. knew. And you knew. He was not wrong. Of course. Yeah. Ozzy's magical. Ozzy is... Did you a, hear his new jam? No, not yet. Yeah, it's like... They build it as this like anti-drug anthem, but of course it doesn't come off like I just you know when I listened to it, it sounded like you know it was like we're going straight to hell. You know, it was like right. sort of celebratory to me, but I'm not like dissing. I don't really care, but yeah, I liked the track. I thought it was good. It's a, he's uh, he, dude. I can't believe he's like he's, he's so good. He's man. still going. Yeah, he's you know when he talks when he speaks, it sounds like it's staggering. A it's little. It, yeah, it, it sounds like uh, you know it sounds like a, there's a little rough time with it, but when he but when sings, he sings, it's perfect. It's crazy. It is, dude. So good. So talented. Yeah, one of the best songwriters. Songwriter, singer. He mm-hmm. sings killer. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, uh, yeah, we've jammed with Ozzy, man. We jammed with. Uh, well, we went out on tour with Priest, so. Really. Oh yeah. How was that? They're fucking beasts. I love screaming for vengeance. Killer record. Yeah. Killer. What's your favorite Judas Priest record? Probably, yeah. Screaming. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Me too. Electric Eye. Yeah, it's so dope. Hellion. Who's your favorite heavy metal band mm-hmm. besides Steel Panther? I'm thinking it's tough it's tough um i don't know man i mean i i was a big iron maiden fan when mm, i was a kid yeah. big iron maiden fan i almost forgot about them when i was thinking of an answer yeah i mean still doing it Amazing. i love i loved iron maiden a number of the beast was one of those records where you put it on and it just made you feel a certain way the artwork is just god level genius shit. so good that yeah. eddie character and just when i was a kid i just loved that yeah and then you would look like on number of the beast you'd see that eddie playing the devil mm-hmm. and then the devil playing all the people and you're like and i started getting into like individuals i was like oh my god look at that guy mm-hmm. look at that guy <laughs> it was killer yeah power slave i like that one too power slave is a great record yeah that yeah. was like their modern one but of course now it's old now that's like 30 years old now that's dude. classic but remember when that was like yeah. the modern one yeah. yeah people were like oh dude it's it's no killers yeah <laughs> yeah i still fear of the dark as new as it is and now it's 20 years old i i love that one too yeah that was their more uh poppy i guess you know we were, ta- we were talking about iron maiden and that's one of those bands that the similarity that steel panther has to iron maiden is we don't get radio yeah we don't get any radio support why not because we talk about vaginas in a very graphic way and getting right. high. Do you ever not have it so graphic? Do you ever have you ever tried to like? No. Let's tone it down for this single. No. Huh. We we don't. Um, and and you know what? So far, it's worked in our favor because when people come to our shows, they don't know the quote unquote radio hit. Mm-hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, that's that drives careers, but. For us, everybody knows all the words to all the songs. Right. It's not like they all know that one song and nobody knows the rest of the shit. Yeah, dude, if are you staying? If you're staying for the show, of course, I'm definitely considering coming back for yeah, it. You, well, you will back. see, you will see the the entire crowd sing every fucking lyric. Yeah, I can't wait. It's great, but with no radio play, 
and then are you getting problems on YouTube uploading your videos? Uh, Sometimes no. Uh, right, because YouTube's getting what's the, other the censors. Platform, you know? What are you thinking about all this censorship? I think happening? it's bullshit. It's, yeah, twenty twenty. Um, there's going to be a big a big change in YouTube, also with content and kids content. It's it's bananas. Mm-hmm. It is bananas. But you know what? Um, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, there's nothing we can do about it, and we're not going to change just so we can get no, more but views. Then what outlets do you have left to reach your fans? Is it social media? It's socials. Um, and I'm sure that there will be alternatives yeah, to YouTube. It won't be as big, but yeah. people will seek it out. Right. Yeah. I mean, people, you know, t- an example, when Prohibition happened, people drank. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. going to go get the shit you want to go get. That's true. You know, and if somebody wants Absolutely. to hear some good heavy metal songs with what happened to be dirty lyrics, that's the deal. Yeah. They'll it, find it. It'll live forever. Yeah. Rock and roll. I love it. Me too. Sticks it in you. Thanks for doing this. Dude, yeah. thank you, bro. You rock, man. I appreciate it. it. You know, surprisingly deep, actually. Yeah. I, it really was. I wanted to do this mm-hmm. because, like I said, we're not, we're a heavy metal band. Yeah. And I think most of your listeners, yeah. I don't know that they're, you know, full heavy metal dudes. No. Maybe some. Maybe some. Yeah. Oh, but I think this. You know, if they hear this right now and they listen yeah. to it and they go, "Oh, they're not complete total idiots." Yeah. yeah. Well, we're then, also hoping your fans will listen to it. I hope yeah, so. Of course, hopefully. Yeah. I, yeah. I hope so. It'll be a cross pollinization. It'll be kind of an orgy of fans, if you will. I would. Yeah. I'd love nothing more nothing, than to see that. Me too. I'd it, love to see that. It'd too. be killer. Maybe mm-hmm. we can get on video. Yeah, put it on, it on YouTube. Video, put it on YouTube. <laughs> get it backstage tonight. Fuck yeah! <laughs> All right, sticks it in you, Steel Panther. On tour. Thank you. Thanks. Get the record. Get the new record. Heavy metal rules. It does. All right, my brother. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Nice one. Awesome. That was fun. That was really fun, man. Cool. That was really good. Hi, this is Joseph Arthur. Thanks for checking out Come to Where I'm From. Please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash come to where I'm from. We are an independent podcast and any contributions you can make are greatly appreciated.